0: Happy Thanksgiving, friends. I hope that you are doing really well today. Today, we have a special episode planned for you. It is our version of a Friends Giving. That's right. We're going to take time to celebrate the people and the stories and just God's faithfulness in the midst of relationships. And so joining me today are Steve and Bethany. They have a podcast called HopeCast, and we recently sat down and we shared our friendship stories together. So join me, Steve, and Bethany as we come to the table and celebrate Friendsgiving together. Hey, sweet friends. This is Andrea, and I'm your host for Inspire On The Go. I'm excited about the chance to talk about life, ministry, and our relationship with Jesus. I can't wait to see what God has in store. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation.
1: All right, hey Hope Dealers, welcome into the Stephen Bethany Hopecast. Mm-hmm. It's our special Thanksgiving episode, and you can tell if you're watching on YouTube that we've got the tables turned a little bit, literally,
2: literally turned the tables. Andrea Lennon, one of our sweet friends, Yay. one of our favorite people, is here. You host I'm the podcast. I'm so excited. Yeah, you host the podcast Inspire on the Go. That's right. And genuinely, you are one of our favorite people to mm-hmm. have around. So well, we're super. You pumped. guys
0: are absolutely the best. <laughs> So what we're, what we're
1: doing today is we're kind of double dipping a little bit. A little bit. We're, we're having our episode released. This is our Thanksgiving episode. This will also be Andrea's Thanksgiving episode for her podcast, Inspire On The Go. And she's going to be like taking the lead. So um, Andrea, you are in control of the ship. So I love that. Go ahead.
0: Let's talk about control. Let's yes, do it. Let's, let's do talk it. about how much we want to be in control, but <laughs> how we're really not in control. Mm. But welcome to... Friendsgiving, yes, yes, yes. everybody needs a friendsgiving. If I would have been
2: thinking, we would have brought snacks.
0: We should have, like what would the snack be?
2: I'm sorry. Um, I would think I would have done maybe some like fruit roll ups. No, no, no,
1: no, no, <laughs> no. What you would have done? What we would have done? And hear me out before you poo poo it.
2: Are you gonna say Popeyes?
1: No, you can't ever go wrong with Popeyes. But no, <laughs>
2: okay.
1: The the candy corn with oh. the wait.
2: See, you see. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm the sorry.
1: candy corn with the salted peanuts. One hundred percent. Okay. One hundred percent. Okay.
2: okay. I'll, I'll give you that. I can eat those in moderation. Candy corn on its I, own tastes I,
0: disgusting.
1: I I c- kind of tend to agree with you. Yeah. But throw but
0: in yeah. some peanuts. The peanuts yes. make the salty it a little sweet. Yes. Together. Absolutely. Okay. It's it like a payday bar. It says Thanksgiving.
2: Hey, I learned about a new snack. It's called a uh, smoreo, and it's an Oreo that you open up, put the m- melted marshmallow that you toast over a fire, put that in there make it a sandwich and then that becomes like yeah the Oreo replaces the chocolate and the graham cracker that
0: sounds like a lot going on
2: yeah it could be a little
0: aggressive I haven't personally tried it but I've heard about it I'm yeah very open-minded with I'm pretty open with food in general like just I'll try it yeah Mm -hmm. and I mean for those who are listening to inspire on the go It's so comical. We just did a health (laughs) and fitness one about, you know, getting our lives together and the diet. And and now you bring us on and we're blowing it all out of the water. Thank you so much for keeping (laughs) it real. I love it. We try. Seriously, we're going to have a Friendsgiving, Thanksgiving episode because literally, I think if there's anything that we have been reminded of in 2020. It's the importance of community Mm. and how in the midst of unknown and uncertainty, we obviously need our relationship with God, but we need our relationship with others. We need those people who are speaking truth and, you know, helping us and encouraging us. And so I had this idea to do a Friendsgiving episode, and you two were the first on my list because we just have so much fun together. We, do. Yeah. we go way back, so mm-hmm. I wanted to tell our friend's story. That's part of a Friendsgiving. If you've ever had one, <laughs> you need to go back and tell your friendship story and celebrate the faithfulness of God and all of that. So this is gonna be kind of fun to go back and see it from everybody's different perspective. First of all, for those of you listening um, to Inspire on the Go, I want to just introduce my sweet friends to you, Steve and Bethany. If you followed uh, my ministry, if you have been following my ministry, you know that I did radio with them. And we genuinely developed a friendship that obviously is rooted in Christ, but also in just shared experiences and a whole lot of fun. (laughs) And so let's take a minute. Let's just kind of tell our friendship stories. Let's start with you two, because Mm -hmm. I'm obviously here just interviewing you in a sense. So how did you meet? How did Mm. it all start? And we'll talk about that on air, you know, just yeah, chemistry that you guys have. We we met pro,
2: uh, what was this four years ago, a little over four I years think so, ago, yeah. And uh, and so we met back then. I was not quite sure what career path I wanted to take. I had done some voice work, but wasn't sure kind of what things were looking like. My dad has been in radio for a long time, and so he knew Steve. I guess kind of through mutual friends.
1: No, that's that's no. actually a whole nother story we could get into if you want to. <laughs> but what had happened was I was working at a classic rock radio that's station. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And um, I wanted to get into Christian radio, so I called a friend of mine at Family Life, which is the international ministry. And um, I said, "Do you guys have any kind of voice work?" He said, "Well, I'm not the guy to talk to." you need to talk to this guy, Emmett Fowler. I said, okay, great. So, um, I met with him for coffee and one of the first things he told me was, well, I'm not the guy you need to talk to. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, this is great. It's nice to meet you and all and whatever, but I really want to find who I need to talk to. Right. Well, then you jump cut about six months later after that initial meeting. Um, I was, uh, Got an email out of the blue from Salem Communications, which is the largest Christian uh, media group in the in the, wor- in the world. And um, the executive vice president wanted to have breakfast with me, and I'm like, "How did he even get my name?" Mm-hmm. And it turns out that Emmett remembered me because he had a relationship with this man, and um, and then that started me working there. And then Emmett called on me about about showing Bethany around just to. Bring her to the radio station and just let her see what's going on, these kind of behind-the-scenes kind of thing.
2: And initially, like, I kind of – I came to the radio station at the thought of, if they need me to cut some commercials or do some, some voice work, I'll just do that. And so I met Steve, and it was – I didn't really think it was going to be a job interview. It kind of turned into that. But I have a very distinct memory of we were sitting in one of the production rooms, and he hands me a notebook that looks like that, and he's like, just write out a traffic report. How would you report traffic? And in my brain, I, like – just freaked out for a minute and was like, I don't know, but I'm going to just try and remember what I've heard on the radio and just copy that. And so I wrote out something and it probably sounded terrible, but Steve was like, okay, yeah, you got, you got maybe a little something. We'll, we'll figure something out. And so, um, a couple months later I came in just to do weather and traffic reports, nothing really major on the air. Um, and that we did that for like three days Mm -hmm. and then we just off air had such a good time talking, you know, and, and joking around with each other. And, you know, obviously we're both believers. And so there's that in common and, um, yeah, just kind of developed a friendship really.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was very evident from the time that we sat in the, in the control room together at that radio station and we came to our first break where I was going to throw it to Bethany for traffic for her first time ever on the radio I mean, she killed it. She knocked it out of the park. I was expecting to have to kind of lead her and guide her and kind of just, you know, make sure we get in and out kind of as smoothly as possible. I was thinking, eh, it'll be, eh, you know, it'll take a week, two weeks, or something like that, and it didn't. I mean, she was great from the jump, and then we just keep talking off off the mic, and I'm thinking to myself, this is the show. This is what this is the thing that people will gravitate towards because we're having such a good time between when the songs are on, you know, that that I think people would dig it. So kind of even without even asking anybody, <laughs> I went and just changed everything and from Steve in the morning to Steve and Bethany in the morning. Mm-hmm. And um, then I had to explain it to the bosses later, but I said, look, this is and, – and they, of course, listened and agreed, but, wow, that's just the way it kind of started.
0: Mm-hmm. And you really developed quite – um, a group of people who followed you and who were very much a part of your ministry in the mornings uh, mm-hmm. on yeah
1: well and, and, and here's the thing though um it doesn't stop there i mean we were together for about four years yeah. something like that yeah. and then just how life happens uh i was let go from the radio station and so it broke up the morning show and um so i'm trying to figure out employment issues and everything you're trying to transition figure stuff out as well but I just kept having this feeling that there was still something for us to do together Mm -hmm. and um I uh I got with actually with with the guy who produces the program here uh on a separate issue we were and we were just having uh we were just having lunch and he mentioned how he was doing podcasts and everything doing video with it and stuff and all of a sudden everything just started coming together and I and I said to him that day I said (laughs) Um, I'm going to call Bethany and see what she thinks. She's going to tell me no. And then in a few in a few weeks we'll be we'll be together rocking and rolling. And this you day. have to
2: give some some context here. I didn't say no because I don't like Steve or I don't no. like working with him. But
1: that's just your initial I answer to everything. I say no to
2: just about everything right. Though, right, right off the bat. Just how I'm wired. I don't like change. I don't like trying new things. I just like things in my little box, and that's about right. it. And he was totally right. Like he pegged me. He goes, "She's gonna say no," and then I'm gonna circle back around, and then she'll be like, "Okay," and that's what happened.
0: Yeah, and it was fun for me to kind of watch that process, you know, just from a distance because obviously we'll get to how all of us are friends. But yeah, just to watch God faithfully work and move. And he's so creative. Mm -hmm. I mean, I look at his work and I look at his will and I think we would never come up with this, but yet he has plans and purposes and we just get to surrender to them and abide in him. And there's so much freedom in that. But for me, you know, Steve, I met you first and I was so reluctant to everything that you, you know, that you wanted me to do or even to consider like having a radio show. And I was even like, I'll pray about it, but we all knew that I wasn't (laughs) praying about it. And I think that went on for about three years.
1: Yeah. Something like that, because I first came across your name. Um, you had come to my church, uh, to do a ladies conference and my wife, plus almost every other female friend that I know was like, this lady that came is just amazing. She's the best. We just had such a good... And people were saying, she's like Arkansas's Beth Moore. That's what I heard (laughs) over and over. And I'm just like, who is this? And um, I guess... From that point, I don't know exactly how I made contact with you. I don't know if we ran into each other at some kind of meeting or something. I remember. Oh, do you? Okay.
0: (laughs) Yes, because I knew your voice from the radio. And so I was going to the hospital to visit my mother-in-law, and my phone rang. And I was in the parking deck at UAMS, and I just happened to answer answer the phone, even though I didn't know the the name or the number or anything like that. And it was your voice. And I was like, oh, why did I answer this phone? (laughs) You know, that's how God works. And you were uh, just immediately like, I think you're supposed to be in radio. And, of course, I'm like, I'll never do radio. (laughs) But that's not a very good Christian thing to say, right? Well,
1: (laughs) I guess that's because um, we we're always, especially at that time I was in management, so we're always looking for people to, especially somebody with unique gifts like you have, to be able to communicate the gospel and be able to be on the air and and draw an audience in, And, and plus the audience you already had. We just, I got to of this is somebody we need to contact. So I guess I just cold called you, huh? That's I didn't it. even know you. I don't even remember that. That's <laughs> and great. so
0: I agreed, this is so transparent, to come in for a visit yeah. knowing now it was that. one and done. Mm. And I was going to, you know, like act spiritual and all this, like I'll pray <laughs> about that and whatever God's will is, but
1: no. But that's exactly the way you left it. And I was like, we got her. She's <laughs> yeah. going to do this. <laughs> And
0: then. I've been doing this my whole life. <laughs> I'm not new at that. But what Steve did is so similar, Bethany. I'm seeing so much parallel here. While, you know, we were there just to talk, you were like, hey, let's go back and let's grab a an episode or a clip or something to play on the radio. And I remember thinking I'm going to be sick. Yeah. I'm be sick. <laughs> he does that. Yes. He has that yes. effect on people. So I, make peop-
1: I make people sick.
0: <laughs> With nerves. You make us nervous. I made it through the five minutes that yeah. we talked and I was like, I'll never do that again. Get me out of here. And I, I really did leave thinking that was great to check off the list that I had, you know, done my part And then, um, thank the Lord, you just would not let it go. Because (laughs) I... I guess I gave such mi- mixed signals, like, I'm really excited, and I'm really Yeah, no, and, you did. Yeah. yeah.
1: I thought, well, she's just it's just a matter of time.
0: Right, right. And so it took a couple of years, honestly, mm-hmm. and the Lord was just faithful. And this is such a pattern mm-hmm. for me. Uh, and I finally was really actually open to praying about it, and then it became very obvious that I was supposed to do a radio show, and that's when Bethany came into my life. And mm-hmm. you were my producer. Yeah. And, oh, my goodness, the chemistry we had – And I was so green and I was so nervous and I would script everything out and it was just like so much work. And then you were like, I remember you saying, shake it off, shake it off. Like you would stop the recording, take a deep breath, shake it off. And now just talk to me. You just talk to me. And so she taught me how to really do radio.
1: That's what's so good about her. And I say this all the time. The fact that she's a sponge. Hey, she didn't know that. She's been in radio <laughs> a week and a half, right? Yes.
2: <laughs> Something like that. But yeah.
1: but I had coached her in that way, and she is so good at being able to watch – and then immediately replicate, yep. and that's what makes her so special and so good at what she does.
2: It's so nice. Well, Thanks. it's the truth. This is giving. It is. It
1: is. And <laughs> if we you. stretch the truth a
2: little bit, it's yeah. I,
1: <laughs> no, thank no. But you, for you. real, for real, it, it really is true. Yeah. That's what sets her apart, and that's why that's why I always give her a hard time about it, because everybody loves Bethany. Bethany's the best. She does everything so good, <laughs> and
0: she's so cute, and she's so
1: cute, <laughs> and she's so talented, and she. Everybody loves her because they do because she she comes in and she does so well and she takes what is, and even you don't even have to sit down and explain it to her. She just takes it from what you have shown her just by example, and then is able to communicate it to someone else. I
2: mean, that's, that's talent. And And while we're, while we're complimenting people, I mean, Steve was a great teacher in that way where I didn't feel, he never made me feel like I was a dumb kid that didn't know anything about radio, even though that's exactly what I was going into the studio. Like, I felt like you always kind of viewed me as you're we're an, we're a team. We're an equal in this. You're I have a little bit more experience, so I'm gonna teach you. But I never felt like he was trying to dumb things down for me. And and what I kind of did with you, he had to do with me. Like ignore all the people that you're talking to look at this mic and just talk to the person that you're in the room with um and i think that's what made your show so unique is that once we got past all of the post it notes and the list that you made in your first episode which that cracked me up <laughs> because i thought if i was in her shoes i would do the exact same thing i would be over prepared and have everything lined out and read and i think after that first episode we we talked and we kind of c- quickly figured out okay The best thing for this show and the way that it's going to work is if we just strip things down, make it organic, make it real and make it you because, you know, what came across what ended up coming across on the air was you. Um, And I think that's what made the show so sweet and so special is that it was just your heart And we
0: just, we talked about life. And we developed a relationship Mm -hmm. on air, which I loved that, you know. And so we would actually, I would roll in at, let's say we were going to start recording at 9. I was rolling in at 9.05 because that's how I roll. (laughs) And we would literally not say a word to each other because we wanted to get everything on air. Because, you know, you ended up joining me. Right. helping to not only produce the show, but be a guest, you know, and so it was just so sweet. And then Steve, for you, I just want you to know that when I think about advocates for my ministry mm-hmm. and people who have seen and spoken direction into it you're at the top of the list and so God has used you and is using you in such profound ways well
1: that that is very sweet and I very much appreciate that and that is something I try to be intentional about when I see people uh because I I, I feel like I never had that um I, I, I you know I talked about coaching Bethany I never had a coach in radio and, and people might think well coaching in radio but Everybody's, everybody should it. have one <laughs> to be able, just like, you know, Tom Brady has a quarterback coach. You know, everybody in what you do needs a coach to, to help you hear what's going well, work on what's not, and, and to do it in a, in a coaching way, not in a belittling way. But a, So I never had that in my entire career on anything. I had to learn everything by trial and error. I had nobody that ever came in and said, here – and kind of put their arm around me and said, let me show you how to do this. Let's do this this way. Here's the right way to do things. And so it has been kind of something that's on my heart that I want to try to do that for other people,
0: you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. and you are. You are doing that. And in my role at the Arkansas Baptist State Convention, that's also on my heart, you know, mm-hmm. that I want to I help women who are coming up, who sense, you know, a call to teach the Word of God, and they're looking around and they're going, What does this look like? You know, Mm -hmm. how do you do this? Or I want to start a ministry to women in my church. How do you do that? You know, and to actually be a cheerleader for them, but also to provide resources and tools so that they know they don't have to you know, figure it out on their own. They're not on an island because in ministry and life, sometimes we can just be like, I'm just out here floundering and Mm -hmm. and we don't have to be. And that's the beauty of community. And
1: I think that's what the devil tries to do. The enemy wants to make us feel alone because once we feel isolated and withdrawn from people is when that the voices in our heads start coming about how you're not good enough to do this. Who's going to listen to you? Who who, who do you think you are to host a podcast or whatever you can fill in the blank with? But um, that's why it is important to have a community and to take that step in our positions to reach out you know i really do yeah
0: absolutely
2: that kind of reminds me um a, a friend actually yesterday said so she's a pastor's wife and she just made the comment um we were talking about developing friendships and she goes you know i think when you're in ministry you have to be more intentional about being maybe the initiator with friendships because Um, and I'm not necessarily, you know, in in her position or anything. You may be able to speak into this a little bit, but she said sometimes people look at you if you're a pastor's wife or if you're in ministry in some way, shape, or form, and they look at you and think, okay, well, that person's really spiritual, so they probably wouldn't want to be friends with me. Or, uh, you know, they probably have lots of friends. I can't, you know, and so she was just saying how important it is to be the one to maybe— take that first step and give initially because, and, and, you know, she said it from a good point that you're not out to gain all this, all these things from friendships, but it is reciprocal yeah. and you're supposed to, to to get something, you know? Yeah. And so she was saying um, that sometimes it's just, it's up to you when you're in that position of ministry.
0: Absolutely. And as you're taking that step, be authentic, right? You know, don't feel like you have to project that you have it all together because that's just gonna make the process even more difficult. Mm-hmm. So whenever you are authentic and transparent and vulnerable, which are all our keywords, you know, <laughs> like it it really melts that wall and and your hearts connect, which I mm-hmm. think is so much about community is when you get past the mask, get past all you know, all of the, you know, perceptions that are either wrong or projected wrong or whatever and you really just connect at the heart level Mm -hmm. you know and that's something I think that 2020 has reminded us about so let's talk a little bit about that what has 2020 been like for you you know um, what when it comes to community or even just life in general how have you navigated this crazy year it's just been a lot
2: like, mm-hmm. I think if
0: I had a word, it would just be a lot. <laughs> like,
2: there's been, um, obviously, the change with starting the podcast, and so doing this and figuring out what we want the podcast to look like and um, how, to, how to do this, because it is different from radio, and so figuring that out. Um, I think just navigating different responsibilities and roles, and I've had a very full summer, and so I think the biggest thing that I'm – kind of walking into 2021 with is that um, it's important for me to have margin and have some space because this last summer I did not have that at all. Like I was up to here and responsibilities and things to do and I just had a very long to-do list. And so I think um, once I was able to check a few things off and have a little bit of breathing room, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm an overcommitter, and I probably need to be really aware of what I'm what I'm saying yes to and making margin for things because, um, my first response is to just say, yeah, I can handle that. Sure. I'll, I'll do that. You know? And, um, I end up regretting it later or not doing a good job or, or just feeling like I'm not connecting with the people in my life as well. Things like that. So, um, probably, yeah, it's been a lot, but I think it's been a good year. I've just learned how to do, how to do life in a more healthy way with margin and space.
1: I think 2020 for me just proved how much in control God really is, and we're not. (laughs) Yeah. Because, I mean, think about it. January, February, everything's pretty much just going along like normal, and then everything worldwide comes to a stop in March. I mean, nothing that we put our trust in in the first two months of the year was solid ground in the third month, you know, and it just stayed that way. And a lot of people had a lot of, you know, trying times and a lot of anxiety over it and still do to this point as we're taping here, you know. Um, I think it, I I really think that it, you know, you get into the whole theology thing. I don't know whether God caused this or allowed this or what kind of term you want to use, but I do think that God, that things happen and God wants us to respond some way as individuals, and I think even as nations, you know, and I, I don't know if we've really responded well to him mm-hmm. in this time. Um, I, I I hope that I have personally. I think, you know, there's been times like, like you, you were talking about, you feel like you're, you're doing and doing and doing, and you're not spending enough time, at least I, I don't mm-hmm. want to speak for you, but speaking for myself, you're not spending enough time on what really matters. And then all of a sudden, what do we have? We have nothing but time, mm-hmm. Right, right. right you know and so I, I look at it that way and i hope we're learning lessons i hope i'm learning lessons from 2020 that god can stop things on a dime and um and and that sometimes that's good even though like for me you know thankfully i had come through a few months out of of an unemployment at the to- at that time in january that so it was good to be back and, and thankfully I got back in radio which was considered essential so because I essentially had to pay my bills every month right, you know so right. I needed a job right. just like everybody else <laughs> right you know and um, so I was thankful for that but I know so many people had it hard and I know so many people were desperate and it was just taken away from them and I think you know that that quote that um, Corey Ten Boone had was, you know, you can't hold on to things very tightly because when God pries your fingers off, it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. And I thought that is so America in 2020, maybe even the world. We have held on so tightly to things that probably we don't need to hold on that tight to. Yeah, you know, and, and And it's and it's kind of hurt us now that God has pried our finger.
0: Yeah, but I hope that we learn. Yes, and that we reset and refocus and go into 2021. With a mindset of what really matters, I do too. You know? But because
1: here's the thing, if if, if he didn't get us our attention this time, he could he could do some more things and uh, just kind of continue to remove his hand yeah. until we finally get serious about it. Yeah. And and I don't, and I'm not saying that to people who don't believe. I'm talking about to those of us mm-hmm. who are believers. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, that, that's you know the Bible says judgment starts in the house of God. Yeah, I mean it's with His people. I'm not talking about those outside the church who don't believe. I'm talking about with us. Because I think there's so much of God's in our life, God's kind of in the mix, but not the most important thing, Yeah, you know?
0: Yeah. And what a firm foundation he provides. Yes. Absolutely. In the midst of pandemic, in the midst of unrest, he is the rock. And we get to live with a certainty and a hope in him. And for me, I hope that that makes my light shine, not... Mm -hmm you know, diminishes my light, but but intensifies it. And the darker the situation gets, the brighter we should shine with the love and the hope of Jesus. And so, you know, the name of your podcast is HopeCast. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. What does that mean? And yeah. what does that look like?
2: That's just kind of the heart behind the podcast for us. We wanted to um, just point people, obviously, back to the hope that we have in Christ as as individuals, but also just to be a kind of a voice of positivity because I do think there's so many other podcasts out there that are good, but, you know, they're very serious or honestly kind of downers. <laughs> and so we wanted to um, to be a real-life, positive, just a uplifting, encouraging podcast um, that is anchored in the hope that we have in Christ.
1: Yeah, and it, if you can't be the best, try to be a little different. Right. And I, I think that's my kind of philosophy on that, and it's what we talked about a lot, is being different. So many have Bible teachings and so many podcasts have more, like Bethany was saying, serious. I thought if we could be a little different. And if those we could, aren't bad. No, 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 yeah, not at all. There's nothing wrong with those. Not yeah. at all. But if we could bring the fun that we have together and then be real about the issues, real about things going on, and do it in a fun way and do it in a way that said we're in the same boat as everybody else. We're struggling right along in different areas. And maybe here's some ways that we've learned to find hope. And I uh, learned how to apply this particular truth that we know we ought to. Here's some practical ways that we've kind of learned by trial and error to do ourselves. and Maybe it'll help you. That's kind of the whole genesis. So, yeah, we wanted to play off the theme uh, of bringing hope and, and just be able to, to speak that into people's lives.
0: Well, tell um, my listeners for sure, like yeah. how, how to connect with you. Well, you can obviously check out our website.
2: It's steveandbethany.com. Uh, Just steveandbethany.com. That's it. That's probably, I would say, the best way to do mm-hmm. it. That's kind of like the central hub for social media and YouTube and all of that. Um, obviously, we're on social media and Instagram.
1: Yeah, and what's cool is, is we, we do have a, a video uh, cast, which every week we do a three-camera shoot. I mean, it's very well done, very professional. That Jarvis Jr. puts together back here behind us, and um, so he they do a fantastic job, and then we have the traditional audio platform as well, and it, it's just something that has kind of grown and started kind of small and kind of gotten bigger and bigger, and we're thankful for that, and um, the main thing we want to do, we, we do want to do this because we feel like we're called to do it, but I think more than called to do it, we, we, we just want to, provide hope for people, and just provide just a little smile and a respite. If nothing else, just to be able to uh, realize uh, everything's okay. Everything's not as bad as as the news would make it seem (laughs) or society seems like they're pounded onto us. We, we're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Everything's okay.
0: Well, I love the HopeCast. I've been on it uh, before. I, yeah. I just appreciate, you know, the friendship. You, you
1: appeared live via satellite.
0: I sure did. <laughs> yes. I did, and it was just exciting. And right now there. you're here with now us in, in person. person. This I'm is actually better. Gonna, I like this. I'm going yeah. to actually just join the HopeCast.
1: Yes, yes. You
0: should. <laughs> I, should. You need I need to. one more thing to do, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: Oh, But as um, we wrap up our conversation, I want to just encourage everybody who's either watching or listening just go back and think about those relationships that you have in your life that God has allowed that he has ordained that he has provided and actually the hope that comes in celebrating those like this has been so good for me today to just share our stories to remember things that maybe I easily forget because of the pace of life and to have thankful hearts we have so much to be thankful yes. for and on this you know Thanksgiving week, let us be thankful, people. Yeah. You know the world um, that we live in is ever changing, but God is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. And so our hope is anchored in Him. So, Steve and Bethany, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, uh, thank just, uh, you. Love Friendsgiving. You. I hope that everybody has a Let's chance. Let's do it again next year. We do should. This should be our
1: Thanksgiving tradition. Let's
0: do it. I'm in. I'm next in. time, candy corn and peanuts, Absolutely. right? I'll bring that. All yes, right. We'll Thanks that. so much. We'll catch you <laughs> next time.